Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Today I'm joined by Lester Merklin, a longtime missionary and a mission leader Lester has recently served as General Conference Director for the Adventist Muslim Relations Center, as well as taught in the Missions Department at Andrews University for a number of years. Now semi-retired, Lester continues to give valuable full-time service as a special assistant to global mission centers. Lester is in charge of a fledging initiative called the Tent Making Program. It is this highly strategic and precious initiative, the tent-making initiative of our church, that we are discussing with Lester in today's interview. As always, on this podcast, we come at important topics from your viewpoint, your mission, your ministry as a cross-cultural missionary. So how is this topic relevant to us who are already in the mission field? Let's dive into the interview to find this out. Lester, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you. I'm looking forward to our subject for today. Yeah, we're discussing <laughs> tent making today, and I know both you and I are very much excited about this particular topic. So let's dive right into it. And uh, uh, the first very logical question would be, what is tent making? What is this? Tent making is a form of mission that's actually been quite prominent in the evangelical world, but we're a little slow at getting involved in it. But it it comes from from the biblical concept of Paul, who says when he went to a town, he made tents, Acts 18, for example, and that was his income, but also his uh, means of being integrating into that culture and that city and getting to know people. And so that was the uh, the platform from where he did his mission work. So we have borrowed that terminology of tent maker for a missionary who isn't a missionary sent by the church in the regular way we think of it, but a person who is doing their profession, their business, uh, their career in a place where mission Nares are needed and uh, is a tent maker mission because his career is his foundation, his platform for his mission. Now, I can already feel uh, how exciting our conversation is going to be because the opportunities are endless They're if endless. this is truly realized. So well, let's, let's take a look at this a little closer, Lester. Um, you just mentioned that the name is coming from Paul. Can you just tell us a little bit more? What did Paul do that is so significant and meaningful to us today? Not a lot is said in the book of Acts, but it seems it seems to us when we read between the lines that this is a a talent, an ability that Paul had that he could make tents. And so when he would go to a new city, he would be able to number one have that as his as his job where he got his salary so that he could eat and uh, do his work but it also allowed him to to really be 
uh, installed within that city as a as a local person to some extent. Uh, Acts 17, you have the story of uh, in Athens where it mentions that Paul was in the market daily and talking with people and discussing. And I guess I kind of put this tent maker concept along with that. He he was embedding himself into that town and its and its uh, needs and its thoughts and its uh, business. And by being part of it, it was real, not fake. And so he was able to use his abilities, his craft, as a uh, a way of reaching the people for Jesus both by just being there and representing Jesus, but also a chance to talk and share. So, Lester, um, the whole topic of tent making is becoming more and more prominent. We see it in Christian missions in general, and, of course, in Adventist mission, uh, this is uh, a topic on the rise. It, uh, is, uh, we, we begin to hear more and more about tent making. Uh, why is it such a critical thing at this junction of Adventist mission history, why is it so important to us? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I really feel, if I can share my own heart, I really feel that this is where mission is going to go. Because you look at the Adventist church, if you count husband and wife, spouses, what do we have? Something, I haven't seen the latest figures, around 900 uh, missionaries in the traditional concept of the church sends career missionaries, yeah, sends fully missionaries. paid missionaries. Yeah. Yeah. How do you reach four and a half billion people <laughs> with nine hundred? And and of course we know we know that there are twenty million Adventists who hopefully are sharing their faith. But there's areas of the world that there aren't Adventists. Vast I mean, areas. I mean none. 2.2 billion people, one of the figures that is thrown around, cannot hear the gospel unless a Christian moves to where they are. They don't have somebody to witness to them. That's a lot of people. So you add that fact that there's so many people that we need to reach for Jesus that need to have a chance just to hear or even to see a Christian in action. Uh, someone's going to have to go. And you add to that fact that you've got many areas of the world that a missionary with, with the label, with the visa, with the uh, official position of being sent as a missionary cannot operate. They can't go. The church is probably not registered. There's, there's yeah, nothing the, church-like in the many con- places. Well, the country won't allow them in for that purpose. Uh, or the, the people, uh, just the, the, the social makeup of the people would not allow someone to come in say, here I am to share Jesus. With religious identity. Religious identity could be one of the reasons. The number of people in the need, the fact that a good share of those 2.2 billion are in places that you can't send missionaries. We need a way that people can go so that we have Adventist presence, Christian presence, uh, as well as people who are willing to share in ways that are acceptable, ways that you do friend to friend. Uh, what a better I- idea than a person taking their career to the city of a country they couldn't go otherwise 
to a city where there are no Adventists or very, very few, and add to that presence God has as true missionaries, but not paid by the church, not sent as missionaries, but their presence is there in a way that can be done. Because you have a foreign you have a company looking for foreign worker, for instance. You have a university looking for a foreign worker. They can go. They can get the visa. They can be there. And they can love for Jesus. Lester, this podcast, uh, our audience, our listeners, our missionaries themselves, mm -hmm. mission leaders and right. missionaries. So we are out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably more than anybody else, um, we can truly feel the need uh, as we are looking at the vast cities uh, around us with uh, millions and millions of people and uh, the little initiatives that we are part of are important, but they're still little in comparison to yeah. the need out there. So um, from this perspective of, of a missionary in the mission field, you and I are discussing uh, the idea of enlarging our work with tent maker families. Yeah. So that can be relatives, of our listeners, that can be friends of our listeners, that can be uh, church members from their home uh, where they're coming from, uh, all kinds of people who we can bring into, into our teams and the fields. But we're going to discuss that. So uh, now let me ask you this. If one did want to become a tent maker, let's say a friend of our listener, mm -hmm. um, uh, the listener would have to explain how. So I ask you this question. Okay. How does one become a tent maker? That's the process that we are preparing. Okay. That is the process that we are doing to make that very thing happen. And uh, I'm just privileged to have been asked to, to help make it happen. So we have a web page called totalemployment.org. Mm -hmm. the, the term total employment is intriguing in itself. I don't know who made it up because... <laughs> It was there when, when I came on the scene to help with it. But the concept of total employment is I'm not employed just to support my family, but, but I am, but I'm also employed for the very purpose of, of God's kingdom. So it's total employment mm -hmm. for, for my income and for my uh, being available in, in a place for Jesus Total Employment, I like that. But TotalEmployment.org is the website that explains the basics of what Tent Maker is, kind of like we talked about. And then it has an actual form where a person says, I wonder if God's calling me to do that. They can fill out who they are, uh, what their church connection, so we, we, we know that they are an Adventist uh, with a mission heart, and what they're thinking it asks them, what's your interest? And then what is their profession? What are their abilities? They can put their CV on there. That allows us then to be able to correspond with them when we know of, of some possibilities that we're receiving word from the, from the regions. So they can get a hold of us and say, hey, there's a university opening for an English professor. They need someone from somewhere else. So we can immediately say, hey, we've got three people that have prepared themselves in heart and mind to be a tent maker missionary that are English professors. We'll, we can get the word out to them and say, hey, there's an opening for you. Mm 
They want somebody there. The Adventist church wants somebody there, but the university that's looking for the job wants somebody there. So totalemployment.org, and if they would rather talk with us a little bit before they put their information all down, then they can write to us at totalemployment at adventistmission.org, and we can talk with them about it. Thank you for sharing this, yeah. um, Lester. Let's explore this just a little bit, because okay. I would love to understand the mechanics and uh, okay. our audience as well. Right. So on one side, uh, your office, your ministry, is in putting together this list of jo- job postings. That's You guys are looking at all kinds of secular companies who are uh, posting these jobs, and then you're trying to match them with Adventist talent, those people who are wanting to become tent makers? Did I gather this correctly? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> no, then you are, how you, is it? You are exactly stating the way I would have stated it as I came into this. Mm-hmm. But as we are beginning to work with the church and so on, I'm beginning to realize uh, that, yes, that may happen, and we're ready to do it when it was helpful. The problem is that usually when there's a job a company or a university or whatever needs a person, they're not going to wait around, for, you know, several months for for the right Adventist to come along. And so, I guess I see our job somewhat flipped from that. In other words, our primary job, I think, is to help find the tent makers, both from the missionaries that we're talking to today out there in the field that that say, "Hey, I'm going to let my friends know. I'm going to let people know." but also from what we do. We're going to be at ASI, we're going to be at GYC, we're going to be at General Conference with the Global Mission uh, exhibit, specifically with our spot saying, God can use you with your career. And uh, we're looking for some exciting results. So I think our, our number one job from this side is helping people know of the possibility, know that it's there, and then help them do it. Which means then, secondly, we are in conversation with the areas of the world church that are prepared to work with us on this, and they are the key person that will, the key people that will let us know of jobs. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that if we have somebody, let's say we have an electrical engineer that has said, hey, I want to take my engineering to, to the Middle East or to somewhere where a missionary can't go. I'm excited with a passion about my career, but I'm excited with a passion to share Jesus to people who otherwise would not hear. That's a tent maker. That's perfect. And if we don't get any word specifically from the field in these places for an engineer, then believe me, myself and my assistants, who are graduate, uh, graduate students at Andrews, uh, with a passion for this as well, we definitely will scan the one ads. <laughs> we we will look. So we're involved with that. But we are we are envisioning that the church in a certain area they will know their area better. They will know which jobs will get Adventists into the center of of the evangelistic concept they have in their heart and mind. Uh, so they're, they're going to be the primary source of what's open over here, what, what, okay. what jobs are here. So if I 
for example, serve in Thailand um, uh, as a missionary. And I wanted uh, a friend from my home country to come over as a tent maker. Then I would suggest him go to this website, apply, and then our understanding is that you and your team would do everything possible uh, involving the the church structure for to, this person to, to find, find a place. job. Number one, to help them prepare to be a tent maker, and number two, then to 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 find that job that will help them be that tent maker. Yes. Let's shift gears just a okay. little bit. So suppose I'm this missionary in Thailand, okay. and I have friends, professionals, uh, degrees, right. good jobs, all the way back home in Europe or Americas or Africa, any place any in the place. world, Australia, the, the Oceania. I have them back home, you know, my great friends. We went to school together, but they, they have careers back home. So how can I convince those friends of mine? How can I help them choose a mission a cross-cultural path of a tent maker. Yeah. Alex, I really don't think that a, a missionary is going to have a problem sharing the mission passion. And I guess that's about the only thing that I, I could say. If this kind of idea had been in my mind and heart, if I'd known about this when I was in for six years, wow, just the... The idea of seeing the need and realizing that I, as a, as a teacher in our school, can't go out and do evangelism, but I could see the needs where they were looking for foreigners that could bring in abilities and professions that they, that they might not have at the, at the time. And I had friends with those. I would have had that passion to, to call engineering friend and say, I know you have a mission heart. The church hasn't been hiring engineers. But I just learned that they're looking for an engineering professor, and they're looking outside, and they they're they're willing to to pay to bring some person here, you know, and you'll be salaried and so on. But that puts you right in the middle of the professional people, so you're a missionary, and and I at the school, and you you downtown in the marketplace are there to support each other but you're my mouthpiece <laughs> to, the, to the community. And then I would send them to the web page to get prepared. Okay. Um, I'm excited, um, Lester. I'm, I'm not. No, you can tell I am. Yes, I know. I can see you are. Um, here's the thing. As I'm talking to my friends, okay. suppose I'm talking with my friends about them, trying to persuade them, I do need to explain to them what the church is ready to do right. for them. The church is not going to hire them. No, the church no. is not going to pay them salary. No. But the church is going to do a lot for yeah. them, except for trying mm -hmm. to help with the job. And uh, you mentioned this idea of preparing tent makers. Can you okay. tell us more about it? When a person shows their interest, fills out the form online, who they are and what they feel God's calling them to do, what we do is we... We welcome them, encourage their mission spirit, and then we send them to an online, can I say, course. Okay. It's obviously not academic course, but it's a, it's a short process similar to what we do with all the volunteers. For all the missionaries out there that's, that are listening, it's, it's an online compact institute of world mission, you know, okay. mission institute. Uh, they use Passport to Mission. The same book. 
So we take them through the concept of missionary, the concept of crossing cultures, the concepts of taking a family across cultures. We also have them reading things that the Mission Institute people have not, and that is material on how tent making fits that, Mm -hmm. what a tent maker does, and how they fit into the church, et cetera, et cetera. So this course, 10, 12 lessons long, does two things, I think. It helps that person verify in their heart and mind, yes, this is what God's asking me to do. Secondly, it helps us follow along, get to know them, and so that we feel comfortable with them and know them better so we know how to, how to help them and where to help, help them be a missionary. So that's the first stage. Then we do the matching as, as we get help. From the church side, and some listening may be the leaders in, in these regions as well. From the church side now, and that's why we're going to ESD to, sit, to talk with them, we perceive that they will then agree to several things so that it can make it happen well. One is that they have a mission plan, that we're not just putting Adventists over there to work and where's my spot? Right, so if I'm a missionary in Thailand and I want to bring my friends, professionals yeah, into the city, that it's not just my initiative, but it's actually the union and the division are very welcoming of, yeah. of, the, of these additions into the mission's team locally. Right, it's part of their big city program, and so right. that we're some of the 20 cities around that huge unreached territories of, of, of South, uh, Southern Pacific Division, Southern Asia Pacific, they have ideas. Maybe they're making some urban centers, etc. And and they think, hey, if we can bring a medical person who is independently serving or is serving at a hospital, they can be part of helping what we can do at the at the center. Center of influence. Just as an example, yeah. It doesn't have to. Be. It can be a city where you don't have anything, but they want. They have this vision. That, that there's an Adventist in there that's beginning to see the needs and what they can do. Anyway, the local church has a, has a concept, a mission vision, that the, the tent maker can say, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that. So, number one, they have this plan. Number two, they have somebody locally. If there's no Adventist in that city, who's a good Adventist near enough by that they can be the mentor for this foreigner that's coming in, someone that can make them, help them feel comfortable in their new spot, help them to know the culture, help them to know how, how, how to and how not to share their faith, etc. cetera. Uh, it could be a pastor, uh, or it could be a, a lay leader, so, however it works best for them, but, but we kind of insist on that. We don't want to send a, a tent maker to the wolves without some visible angels. <laughs> And uh, so that's part of what they do. They have someone that will be the contact and, and help them in the plan. Thirdly, they agree that they will have that pastoral connection in some way, that they will have somebody that will see them from time to time and, 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 and be a pastor to them if there's no church where they're going. And fourth, that they will agree to have at least once a year a weekend retreat, mm-hmm. miniature camp meeting, 
whatever, so that the tent makers that are going into that division or that union, that'll differ depend on on the areas, of course, how it how it's done, but that there's a time the tent makers can come together for interaction with each other. We all need that, even though we're missionaries through and through. I'm I'm sure all that are taking part with you know with us on this know that sometimes you need somebody from back home as well just to to talk about the struggles to talk about ideas what what's happening as well as spiritually fed so that's kind of how we sh- how we share what we're going to try to do and with the local field and we'll come up with some memo of understanding uh not a contract right but just an agreement between church brethren of how we can make this the best possible way so that the local field really does look at this person coming in, not as an employee, because they're not. You know, they can't come into the field and say, here's our job we're giving you, but really, truly look at them as, as a, a partner. Yeah, as a partner, a key layperson, if we think of it in that term, how, how the, our church leaders, how our local church uh Witnesses, witnessing laymen are well. Here's an here's an other one that's there specifically for that purpose, and they want to be part of what the church is doing, but they needed to be treated as a partner, but a layman, but feel they're part of what's happening in that church. Lester, uh, today we are extending an invitation to all of our listeners to make a difference in uh, in in their friends' lives and their acquaintances' lives. Because this is a very real possibility. Right. Lester, just the last question here. Um, you've already mentioned the website. Can you mention it again? And also the email. If people want to email you, your team, to ask for more right. questions, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. We have tried to make it easy to remember. And that's why I kind of explained what total employment was, so that would start ringing in our, in our ears. TotalEmployment.org is not actually the name of the website, but we have that go to it. So that's why I, you, it's easy. TotalEmployment.org website, email address, TotalEmployment at AdventistMission.org. Lester, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thanks for having me. Before signing off today, I'd love to share a few things with you. First, the Institute of World Mission just released a new and updated website. It's been rebuilt from the ground up. We made a thorough attempt to make it a welcoming home for for you, for cross-cultural mission learning and support. Moreover, not only we have a new website, we also have a new domain or site address. You can find it now at iwm.adventist.org One more time, iwm.adventist.org Please come over. We will be happy if you visited. Moreover, we'll be happy if you return from time to time. One more important announcement. In three weeks, we are holding an online live event, a webinar. It will be held on April 25th, April 25th. This time, our conversation will be devoted to finding effective ways, friends, effective ways of serving in shame-honor cultures. They're majority in our world, as you very well know. Chances are, you live and serve surrounded by people whose worldview is deeply embedded in realities of shame and honor. 
It is hardly possible to truly present the gospel without realizing the depth of the impact of these two values and adapting accordingly. Very easy to register. Just go to our new website, iwm.adventist.org forward slash webinars. You will find the ad for the upcoming webinar front and center. Also, you can find a link to this registration page uh, on many other pages of our website. Just take a look around. We're looking forward to seeing you with us on April 25. My name is Alex Ott. We'll be happy to see you next week right here on the next episode of our podcast. Mm-hmm.